Happy holidays, everybody. This is Patrick from Real Herbalism Radio. Candace, myself, and Sue are taking the month of December on hiatus, meaning we're not recording. We're still doing stuff for the Practical Herbalist, but just not recording. So enjoy one of these past episodes. This is a uh, classic episode, if you will, of Real Herbalism Radio. And until today, was only available to the Herbal Nerd Society. So we hope everyone enjoys it. Have a great holiday season, and we will talk to you at the beginning of the next year. Today's show is brought to you by Occupy Medical. Occupy Medical is a free street reach herbal clinic in Eugene, Oregon. We are a 501c3 and always accepting donations. Go to www.occupy-medical.com. And Candace Hunter Creations. Candace Hunter Creations, helping people and individuals and families and, well, everybody. All live, people. All people live healthier, happier lives through natural living. And Hunter Creation and Ace High Heat Graphics. From brochures to websites to t-shirts, they've got you covered. Visit them at www.huntercreation.com. And we have the Herbal Nerd Society. We have advanced herbalism articles written by Candace and Sue, special memoir articles, special in-depth podcasts available only to members. And our first one's going to be coming out very shortly. So all the members are, should be excited. Ooh, it's Ooh, very excited. exciting. And the other thing that uh, you get as a member of the Herbal Nerd Society is no ads in your content. No ads. No ads. No ads. Zero ads. No ads. So when you did that one random search on Amazon and then you came to our site and you saw those products you were just looking at on Amazon, well, if you sign in and are an Herbal Nerd member, those won't be there. So you won't be keeping enticed to buy, to buy, to buy. So also hurry up to get your uh, monthly billing um, so locked in. So if you are contemplating becoming an Herbal Nerd member, or society member, think about it now because we are going to be changing the logistics of the club a little bit. It'll still be a monthly billing, but it's going to be billed on the quarter. So it's still going to be four ninety nine a month, mm-hmm. but we're going to do it every quarter on the billing, so it'll be fifteen dollars um, per quarter. But people could still buy a year's worth, right? Oh, absolutely, you can okay. still buy a year. But, but we're, now it's just you. Their t- the options are a quarter, quarterly, or yearly. Right. Okay, yeah. that makes Definitely. sense. So that's going to be something we're going to be doing. Um, we're also looking at, um, doing some, uh, Herbal Nerd Society specials. And I think we'll be looking at, um, Christmas special, holiday the specials. Holiday specials are coming up. Right. And one of them is, uh, you can buy a membership for your favorite Herbal Nerd Society kind of person. So if you buy your own Herbal Nerd Society membership, you can get a second one at half off. And that can be a gift certificate style. So you can Aww. give your favorite, favorite Herby friends. A membership to the Herbal Nerd Society for in the next year. That's cool. Aww. Well, we hope people will choose that because the more the merrier. Yeah. And speaking of holiday gifts, we have um, a whole bunch of ebooks on Amazon. So if you're getting your friend or loved one a new Kindle, there's not yeah. a better way to populate it with herbal that, information. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That Christmas yeah. Kindle with herbal with with the practical herbalist ebooks the gift of health the last thing we've got was the aprons right right oh yeah if you would like to get um some we have some custom imprinted aprons that were um a big hit at the um recent ahg um show 
American uh-huh. Herbalist Guild Symposium. Right. Yep. And we mm-hmm. have a few left, so we figured, hey, we'd offer to all the people that wanted to go but couldn't go. So when you're doing your holiday baking, if you want to look as cool and sexy as we do, you'll want to get your hands on one of those aprons. Man, that's a high bar to try to achieve. But, it is. You know, it is. But the apron will take you very far. Very, very surprisingly far. Surprisingly far. Really and green. Really put it put an herb on it, and it has the, the dandelion uh, drawing on it, and then it has real herbalism radio on the practical herbalist. And it's really cute. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I and love those aprons. Of course, it's from us, so it's practical. Aprons. Yes. Need it with pockets. With pockets. With pockets. pockets. Thank you very much. Yes. Apron without a pocket is just stupid. Yeah. Are they pockets or catch-alls? I have to figure that out when I'm It depends on pocket for catching all the eggs and other things you're <laughs> gathering in your garden as you walk back in. Yes. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and the fresh cut herbs. Yes. There you go. Yes. Um, other thing is, remember that we're we're on we're online. We're not just at our website. We're also available on Facebook, and I think our our page is over thirty seven hundred now. Yeah, People we've have, got a lot of yeah. folks who've liked our page. Yeah, and, definitely. Uh, Good to know, see. We're on Instagram at at the Practical Herbalist. Plus, we have the hashtag the Practical Herbalist. So, if you're thinking about you know, or not thinking, but if you shoot some pictures or whatever, make to make sure to please do mark share. Them. Yeah, yeah, share, tag it, tag it with hashtag the Practical Herbalist, so we can all see the cool things you're up to. Yeah, and uh, keep in mind, folks, that uh, if you want to support us, you and you buy something by going onto our site and. You follow one of the links, like the book reviews. You're like, oh, I must have this book. And then you follow the link to Amazon. Then the uh, the other shopping that you do whilst you're on that on link, Amazon, on that Amazon on that link, that will that will a little tiny piece of each of the sales for different things. For will, everything, yeah. Will, all those things will come to us too. So that's another way of taking care of your shopping whilst uh, taking care of us. Yes. Yes, we do appreciate that. We much. do. It's we super do. easy funding, honestly. Yeah. It's yeah. super easy funding yeah. for us. And you were already going to shop there anyway. So now just, you know, every little bit of your purchase will yeah. help us out to keep doing what we're doing. And we yeah. heartily thank you. Yeah. And we'll use that money better than Amazon will, anyway. <laughs> 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 All right. On with the show. So welcome to Real Herbalism Radio Show 114, Pumpkin Spice. Take your favorite herbal spice blend to a hot new level. Pumpkin Spice is so hot right now, with good reason too. The chilly change of the fall weather brings calls for warming and nourishing foods and spices. Today we'll be talking about how to blend and use your own pumpkin spice, along with why this much-touted blend truly is an herbal remedy for the pros. Now, here are your hosts, Candace Hunter. Sucier Lupe. I'm Candace Hunter. And I'm Sucier Lupe. And, and welcome, welcome to, to Real Herbalism, Herbalism Radio. Uh, All right, so Sue. The last time we did that was uh, at the American uh, Herbalist Guild. I totally missed it. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Where Are We? <laughs> right. But we, our hearts were in the right place. Uh, it was a very was, forgiving room. I was nervous. Did, yeah, they, did, did people good. recognize the shtick? Some people did, yeah. Some people did. And they went, oh, you messed up. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Yeah, yeah. They mocked us, pointing, yeah. laughing, pointing, throwing laughing. things. It was it was a really good group of people, and yeah, we had throughout the whole American Herbalist Guild Symposium people coming up and saying, "Oh, I love your show." Yeah, that was show. really cool. That yeah. was great. Thank you, all you HNS people yeah. and Real Herbalism Radio fans and Practical Herbalist viewers. Thank you so much for stopping by and letting us know. Yeah, and it was fantastic. Because so many of the people we connected with, we were able to say, hey, would you like to be a listen, uh, listener, yeah. a, a guest in the future? 
So look for a good variety of guests on. We try to shake it up and have different topics, you know, different times. Yeah, so, I'm excited about what the next uh, calendar year is going to bring for us in terms of cool interviews and mm-hmm. neat new herbalists you guys get to meet. Yeah, be fun. Definitely. It's fun to have a good diversity of people because herbal world is diverse. But right now, this is the pumpkin spice show. That pumpkin spice is so hot right now. It's it's so hot right now. <laughs> I love Zoolander. <laughs> okay. So the the truth is that right now it's pumpkin spice is pretty much made popular by a Starbucks blend. Yeah. A whole bunch of people in Starbucks, they got together and said, okay. What kind of seasonal favorites can we throw out there? And they did like a chai mix. They did uh, the pumpkin spice blend. They did a couple of different things, an eggnog one. Yeah, pumpkin spice really. That one rocked. That one, yeah, yeah, that's popular. Yeah, people just loved it. So it's begun. Now you see it all over the place. Uh, Pumpkin spice bologna. Mm -hmm. I saw pumpkin spice pedicures and manicures. I think that's crazy, but. Okay. Then again, I don't go get pedicures and manicures. Maybe it's a wonderful thing. I don't it know. It might be fabulous. Uh, pumpkin spice. The one one that I saw that caused me some pause, other than like the pumpkin spice hot dogs and stuff like that, was pumpkin spice uh, contact lens rinse, Ooh. which I thought, ow. How could that be good? That sounds painful. It did sound like owie, but maybe it's scented like it, but it doesn't have the burning sensation. I don't even know how they could do that. Any I don't product. know either. That has to cash in on the pumpkin spice that is not tangentially related to food. You got to wonder. Needs to stop it. You <laughs> wonder. Yeah. Well, I got to wonder about and that. You got to wonder. I'm not. I mean, really, that's what you want to put in your eyes if the company's doing that. Yeah. Mm. What is? What's happening? Makes there? you wonder. But yeah. here's the here's one thing that I read an article on. Oh, pumpkin spices and everything. And then they said, and in cough drops. Can you believe? I'm like, yes, yes. That is that's the one thing I absolutely can believe. Definitely belongs in cough that, drops. That makes so much sense. It's delicious. Yeah. It's warming. Uh, clove is an analgesic, so it would yep. for someone that has a sore throat, that would mm-hmm. that well would all the spices numb in the throat. Yeah, all the spices in pumpkin spice blend are about uh, you know spice. antimicrobial, about right. driving out the illness from your body. Yeah, so yeah, perfect. It would perfect be ideal. herbal medicine there. And that was the one thing that the author says. Uh, all the other things, yeah, I get, but but pumpkin spice cough drops, uh, I don't know. I'm like, dude, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't disagree more. Right. <laughs> Clearly, that was someone who didn't really understand how spices are medicine yeah. and have been medicine for ages. There's, there's yeah. a definite ages. disconnect yeah. between, you know, the the herbalism portion of that and the nutrition portion of that, and just yeah. the, the fat and the, the flavor of it. Yep. Yeah. Um, Pumpkin spice toothpaste makes sense. It does. When actually. you think about how good that would be for your your mm-hmm. mouth, your the antibacterial yeah. properties, like we talked about, antiseptic, the whole thing that would. And it mm-hmm. would be tasty. Okay, Tom, you already have cinnamon. You already have clove. They do. Get actually, on it. They Pumpkin actually spice. they have they have a cinnamon clove t- toothpaste. So all they have there to do go. is like add a little add ginger, ginger to it. Boom, done. Yes. Pumpkin yeah. spice Copyright toothpaste. us. Copyright us. So. Pumpkin spice toothpaste. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because we said it, it's not real. Yeah. <laughs> Right. <laughs> All right. But uh, pumpkin spice, actually, we have a recipe on our website if you want to make your own pumpkin spice blend. And uh, commonly, it's very cinnamon heavy with some other items. And you have one that you made here, Patrick. Mm-hmm. And then I have the one that I made. And then there's one from, is this Mountain Rose? Yeah. Okay. And then there's one from Mountain Rose. And we're going to sniff test these. Um. Sure. I mean, we kind of did that before the show, but 
Uh, go ahead. I mean, you can definitely. That's the pumpkin spice chai mix. Okay, so my I so I have to go get the other one because that's not in the I didn't that's oh. in the cabinet. Yeah, you, you should, should go get so that. So what's the difference? Okay. Back. Patrick will go back. Okay. What's Let's the difference talk between about the chai spice okay, one so, and the... So here's the thing with, with chai and pumpkin spice. Chai, okay. is it, it means tea, right? Chai so means tea, yep. So in India, you have chai masala, which is the tea mix. Mm-hmm. And that's the mix of spices you're going to put in your tea to make it more palatable because the teas are... The tea specifically that you're using for that is nice. a dark, often somewhat harsh, like an Assam... It's a really, it's a strongly flavored tea. So the, so the Brits would put a lot of milk in there. The Brits? Yep. The Brits during the occupation put a lot of milk in there. Oh, as in, <laughs> as in British people. Yes. Okay. I thought, what mix is this? <laughs> yes. Brits mix. How cute. Yes. All right. Got it. No, but I mean, and you know, rightly so. You add the milk to it, it starts to taste really good. And uh-huh. then when you add those wonderful spices that many Indian people would add, which are warming mm-hmm. and moving and they help your digestion. Mm-hmm. helps offset the heaviness that milk can cause sure. makes the tea taste really good mm-hmm. and and it's overall just really becomes a healthy drink for you mm-hmm. so chai masala is usually usually there's ginger cinnamon and cardamom and then but and black tea and black tea of course but that's not really a spice tea is the tea so mm-hmm. so in the chai masala in the spices for the tea you're going to add some cinnamon you're going to add some ginger probably some cardamom most chai blends have all of those three or at least two of those three. What about clove? They have, and there's a large, there's a wide variety because it's, India's huge. it's family by family. Yeah. So it's what your what family like. likes. I've seen clove. I've seen black pepper. I've seen cayenne. Oh yeah. I've seen know, all those All too. spice. I've seen so nutmeg. So what's in yours? Mine, I actually decided to make one super, super simple. So I took an existing pumpkin pie spice blend and I added powderized black tea. So I have really? a, I have a recipe for that on the You're website on the practical on the practical website. But fall, right in the fall, I'm busy. Yeah, I don't have time to stand over the stove. I should make proper chai, but I'm not going to. Okay, Candace. So let's be honest. I'm when busy. are you not busy? Well, when say say maybe the last week <laughs> of the year. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> but but during this but no, I mean, yeah, this you're right. Year, you're right. It's, it's just it's just too, busy. But I don't want to give up my chai. And honestly, That's I don't really like delicious. buying it from I don't like buying it already made. I mean, it's okay from when you get it from a good coffee shop or something like sometimes mm-hmm. they make good ones but for the most part i don't really like them very it's much it's been sitting on the shelf for a while a yeah. lot of the volta oils are gone yeah it, it's we don't know the source for some of these things and i've been spoiled i had a wonderful indian friend who taught me how to make proper chai and so i know what it's supposed to taste like and it, the stuff that i buy that's ready made usually doesn't mm-hmm. so i decided this year my cheat was going to be that i would you use this one? I did use I used the spice blend off the shelf. Yeah. The the mum rose one and then one. you add the black tea because they yeah. I was like, these smell almost identical. Yes. Yeah. And so all you do is you take your black tea and you stick it in the spice grinder and grind it up so it's as powderized as your spice grinder will get it. Oh. And then add pumpkin spice seasoning to it. What's a, what's your Super ratio? Easy. I do two of the pumpkin spice to one tea. So okay. a teaspoon in this particular one, I just made a small amount. So I did a teaspoon of black tea, ground it up really good, stuck it in the jar, mm-hmm. and then took two teaspoons of pumpkin spice powder, stuck that in there, mixed it up really good. Mm-hmm. So that's the basic thing. And that's going to give me like six cups 
because you only use about a half, like maybe a slightly generous half teaspoon for a 12 ounce mug. You had some chai here today. I watched, I watched, I watched her slurp listeners for reals. Yeah. So you put a half teaspoon of that Mm -hmm. powder in the hot water Um, and then added the hot. I just do it straight up with milk or soy milk. Make it easy. I do soy milk because that's what I drink. But if I was a milk drinker, I would just use milk. So you get your splash or two of milk in the bottom of your cup. Yeah. Put in your powder, whisk it up so everything's all blended, uh-huh. then top it off as far as you want with the, the rest of your milk. Stick mm-hmm. it in the microwave for two minutes, one minute, two minutes, whatever it takes to have it the right drinking temperature for mm-hmm. you. My microwave's kind of slow, so two minutes. Okay. But then you pull it out, give it another stir, add any sugar or honey that you want. Mm-hmm. Most often I don't really add any because it's you know good enough as it is for me. But mm-hmm. for my son, I would add definitely add sugar. sugar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there you go. I mean, in less than five minutes, you've got good chai. Nice. And the pumpkin spices seasoning mixes, for the most part, usually have very much the same kinds of spices you're seeing in chai masalas anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, the the other two spice mixes here is the one that I made that you see the specific recipe for that on our website. And then the one that Patrick made and... You put cardamom in yours. And I would have put cardamom on mine, but I didn't have cardamom. My mom always used cardamom in pumpkins, pumpkin mm-hmm. pie and that. So when I always think pumpkin pie spice, I always add cardamom. cardamom to I it. need to go get some cardamom. And what I like about that is it, it adds a cardamom. natural sweetness to the pumpkin spice. It does. You want some without, the, without the sugar. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. See, that's the other thing is mm-hmm. for people using this, keep in mind that not only are these uh, herbs naturally sweet but also ginger or ginger sorry cinnamon also helps you with blood sugar so for people that have a tendency towards diabetes or they're dieting using a a scoop of this the pumpkin spice mix instead of as much sugar you can diminish the sugar and also help yourself with your blood sugar so it's that's good medicine that way at all as well right i mean you don't have to make a, a chai latte with sugar Mm-hmm. You, yeah, you can you know avoid that if you like. The milk has inherent sweetness to it when it's steamed, and yeah, you know, there's the cardamom if if you're using that. So yes, and that. the the person the woman that taught me to make chai didn't actually add usually to some of them. Some of the people when we would have tea with her, mm-hmm. I wanted tons of sugar, and she always laughed at me, she laughed, at <laughs> which, which was oh, right. Oh, I mean, oh, I was yeah. like a child, but it was just funny though. Cause but I, she didn't. I don't think it, she had it hers at all. But I had it from another Indian lady when I was a teenager. Yeah, and boom, sugar. Yeah. So I don't think it's. I don't know if it's I think cultural it's, or if it's just. I think taste, it's taste. Yeah. yeah. Taste. It could be a combination of she, both. Do you want some more? Do you want some more? Yeah. 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 The thing that I noticed is when I was doing my own research for this show, I looked into the Tibetan medicine because um, a little bit of back history, I may have said this before, but uh, in Tibet, there was a person that really wanted to, leader of of the Tibetan people that really wanted to make sure that there was good medicine for their people. And so they sent ambassadors out all over. This is like 6th and 7th century kind of stuff, or uh, uh, CE. Uh, and they brought all of these people from all over India and China and um, oh, just every everywhere, <laughs> everywhere that they could get to, uh, to bring people in to, to to share about their medicine that they had in that area. And they built this beautiful medical college 
in Tibet that still, you know, until it was crushed uh, a couple of centuries ago, uh, was really the place where people went to find out about how to how to be a good physician. And it's the basis of uh, the Tibetan uh, Buddhist Tantra medicine. So it's become what Tibet has it now has for their herbal medicine and it also includes acupuncture different things like that but i noticed in their in researching that a lot of the things that are working for phlegm are mm-hmm. versions of the pumpkin spice mix including yeah. sugar sugar is a base for a lot of these so it's yeah. easy for people you had compliance Right, and mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know because I haven't looked into this yet. But it could be that they were using the sugar as that, not just a base because it, it was good and tasty. But maybe there's a, a thing that they wanted from that. Right. So there was a lot of tropical. Well, back then, sugar wasn't refined or stripped of its nutrients. And sugar, as just nutrient wise, mm-hmm. when it's raw, uh-huh. it's got actually quite a few minerals in it. Yeah. So it's sure. actually really good for you in many ways. Yeah, uh, and. The the thing that I was noticing, um, I looked in uh, the essential essentials of Tibetan traditional medicine. This is a book that is by two authors. I'm going to butcher their names. Uh, well, you'll have them in the show notes. Yeah, right? I will. So. Uh, Gaetso and Hakim is the last names of the authors. They had a whole bunch of pieces on there. And what I've noticed mostly was you'd have versions of these these um, herbal medicines that included those pumpkin spice style herbs in the things that helped with phlegm. If you have, as they said, phlegm and wind that were stronger than blood and bile, as they called it, which is a poor digestion marked by um, discomfort after drinking water and wine, then you have a whole bunch of things. And the other thing they were adding to it, which I thought was so interesting, is pomegranate. Hmm. So, nice. you know, you've got pumpkin spice plus adding pomegranate, which is also a nice little seasonal favorite, Yeah, which I thought was really interesting. But it's all like cold phase kind of stuff. And that makes sense because we all think of these herbs as being so warming and, and right. so good for circulation and digestion and, you know, getting the boogies out. And people that um, have a lot of problems with some of like the milk, for instance, might not be good for people to have phlegm because it's... It does milk stimulate. is dampening, it's so dampening. it increases. It, it'll increase phlegm mm-hmm. in the system. Yep, they would take different varieties of it, and also I noticed that people are adding hot pepper to different formulas depending on if it's dark phlegm or light phlegm or whatever. I don't even. I'm not a practitioner of that kind of medicine. This is just me glancing over and noticing it. Yeah, and being fascinated by it. I think that whether you add cayenne or not, it depends on whether there are signs of heat. Mm-hmm. And, with regard to the phlegm and, and all of that. So yeah. if it's phlegmy because things have gotten cold and stagnant, then cayenne can be helpful in getting things moving again, mm-hmm. as can many of the other pumpkin spice right. spices. Um, but if it's really hot, like if you've got someone who's got a fever already, you don't necessarily want to drive up the temperature. Mm-hmm. That's not always helpful. Yeah. So. And some types of cultural medicine um, that have gone on for a long time, people, I've noticed um, it just depends on the culture. Some are very rigid about their formulas. And the thing I like uh, about the Tibetan medicine that matches more my personal uh, approach is they use this term a lot, several possible treatments, and they'll give a list. Yeah. It doesn't have to be this one formula. Right. It's it, yeah. And I notice it's just like, 
what you have on hand and use a variety of things depending on the patient's need. Right. Which is in my personal cultural uh, comfort level. Uh, but for, you know, t- traditional Chinese medicine, there's a lot more standard standardization of the different formulas. And, and if you have this, then you need to use this. And, and you'll find that in Western medicine a lot as well. Mm-hmm. If you have this, then you want this particular prescription and, you know, not as much flexibility. And yeah, the, so far of what I've learned of Chinese medicine, I think it's more flexible than you realize, but it's because the patterns are very complex. Right. Right. So when you have all these different pattern pieces that come together, it ultimately ends up in, yeah, this is the one formula that is for all these different right. pattern pieces, but, but there's you don't, many of them. You don't see that in Tibetan medicine. There are a lot more like, what have we got in our refrigerator today? You know, so no. that's why I'm saying I'm not putting, you know, mm-hmm. Western medicine down and I'm not putting Chinese medicine down. I'm just saying that was a, that was a particular, like, oh, I know this song. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm familiar with this one. Sure. And then uh, Japanese medicine, the Kampo medicine, they use a lot of, of course, because uh, there are some people from Japan that helped uh, a good ambassador shared a lot of their information about uh, medicine with the people of Tibet and uh, the things that I notice is some of the same things that they're using, but they're using different parts of the plant, like cinnamon twig, right? As opposed to just cinnamon stick, mm-hmm. you know. And and I've seen a couple of those mentions, and you know, if you don't have this, then you have that, right? You know, so it's very, it's ah, oh, it was just mm-hmm. so exciting to kind of go back and some of that cultural history and and learn about you know from the eighth century CE in Tibet. All they had like four hundred and two different ailments that they had listed very in in huge detail, and then a huge variety of things you can use this or you could use this or sure. this will help or kind of look for that and oh man, it just made my brain explode mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's just nice. like the uh, like I said a lot of for the phlegm stuff, it was versions of pumpkin spice mm-hmm. yeah, so interesting. Yeah, all of the spices in in the pumpkin spice blend are about heating and moving. Mm-hmm. And they're pretty specific to moving that which is maybe inward outward. So the emotion is always outward. So if you're getting trying to fight off flus and colds, which is this is the season for that, mm-hmm. then these spices are good for helping to keep your body the energies of your body moving in a way that drives colds and flus away and prevents you from getting ill. Mhm. Yeah. I was looking at clove too. And you know, clove is not my best friend. Yeah. Because I am of that old fashioned dentistry background where you just had clove in your mouth. And so it always, I associate it with dentists and then pain. pain. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And clove is used for reducing pain. but Yes. And they still use it. They still use it. But I have that smell and I don't think of Christmas. I think of dentists. (laughs) But at the same time, it's a very popular herb because, you know, it, it does have a lovely taste and it is analgesic. Um, it's also good against both staph and strep. Right. So with that in mind, one of the inspirations was I have some apple cider vinegar and I added some uh, dry clove powder to it. And this is just day one and right. I'm shaking it up and I'm going to see about turning that into a liniment for people that have like uh, uh, MRSA staph infections. Sure. And I know it would be good for strep too, but mostly staph infections for the people that we serve 
a lot of mm-hmm. them have on uh, top they they will have a staph infection and they're scratching it right. and this would and numb worse. the yeah. area so that it's not spreading all over the place. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that works for you. Yeah. Yeah, so not only would it treat the infection itself but also um, it's something they can spray on and then not touch it. Right. So in um western medicine the antibacterial uh, ointment that people are given oftentimes it comes in a tube and you're you have to touch you're touching it right yeah. which just stimulates that nervous system again and right so and the other thing is because we serve a lot of unhoused people they don't have access to hand washing facilities right so you're more likely to to share it all over the place and then you you have the the increased chance of sh- of spreading MRSA right which not all staph infections are MRSA obviously but right uh, we don't want to make a problem. So that's right. why I was thinking a spray. Um, and also the apple cider vinegar is really good at drying those things out because they have the mm-hmm. little formed blisters. Yeah. So, yeah. So it'll be fun. I know. I'm 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 pretty excited. Pumpkin spice liniment. Pumpkin spice liniment. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's another thing. And then, you know, the other thing I was thinking about with this is um, perhaps uh, adding that to a rinse for people with tooth pain because mm, yeah. you know, people are always asking for clove essential oil and I am loathe to give some of that to people. Not only is it really expensive, yeah, it is. but unfortunately people are not using it as wisely as I would like. Yeah. I mean, if you're hunkered down for the night and you're like, oh gosh, I got to put this on my mouth, but you don't have access to light or, or sterile equipment or whatever or sink yeah. to spit it in then having just something that you could rinse or spray in your mouth, I think would be easier than try to fumble with some essential oil right? while yeah. you're in pain. Right, right. Poor well, and there's no reason why you couldn't add a few drops of essential oil to the spray Yeah, to intensify sure. it. Yeah, you could add, that would be when you'd add maybe a drop or two of oregano oil to it. That's not pumpkin spice, but that's a right. good antiseptic as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yep, pumpkin that's spice. Fun. That's fun. more than just a coffee additive. Well, we got into some sort more savory aspects of pumpkin spice. Oh, yes, you did. Yeah, honestly, I get tired of all the sweets. So I decided to make a pumpkin spice soup, and mm-hmm. it is savory and curry-like. It was mm-hmm. really, really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I took it one step further and said, well, there's got to be a, a rub for meat, because I like you know cooking meat and stuff. and. So there's a pumpkin spice type of thing. So I started looking around. I was like, well, yeah, there is. I found a recipe that was a good guideline. And then I decided that I would, you know, adjust it because um, like what most recipes. What kind of meat, first of well, all? Well, this one you could do white. You could do with any light meat, like chicken or pork. Okay. Yeah, you did chicken. I it did was chicken. good. It was really good. I did chicken thighs. So you, you basically make a uh, spice rub and use olive oil and you put the chicken in a big bowl and then you mix it all together. Uh, you, you mix the, the paste together. I have a recipe on the on Okay. The, on the you hear website. that, listeners? Take a look at the um, website. Yeah. So you rub the oily, pasty, spicy mixture all over the, uh, the chicken and then you bake it at 375 for about 40 minutes. And then I finish it off with a little broiling because I like a crispier skin. Mm-hmm. So I broil the uh, broil it to get the crispy skin. And um, so did it soak in quite a bit. Uh, well, a chicken. What I typically do if I'm going to rub is I'll actually slice into the chicken through the skin, oh. and then rub put the rub into that as well. And okay. chicken will take on 
spices and herb blends really, really quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you don't have to wait too long. Now, if I had had a little more time, I'd probably let it sit for an hour in the fridge and let it do its magic. Uh, but I didn't have that time. So. Well, you don't you put stuff like that on ham? No. The clove people well, poke. Yeah, with- you. Yeah, yeah. People will take a ham, you know, and they'll they'll che- they'll do a diamond cut pattern on the ham to the fat, mm-hmm. and then they'll put the cloves in each of the centers of those diamonds. I I think it's more for appearance mm-hmm. than anything else. But the cloves taste really good in there. Well, yeah, they can. And then if, if you like that. if you if you glaze the ham with the molasses and mustard powder uh, mixed, you get a really nice. You can get a really nice starting of a pumpkin spice kind of thing to it. I think it's a good digestive at that point, but yeah. I don't know how many people that actually eat the cloves. I uh, do. I do too. Because it tastes good. <laughs> I do as well, but a lot of, well, Sue probably wouldn't. Yeah, Aside no, from not I eating any of the ham, yeah. she probably wouldn't eat any of the cloves yeah. that are in the ham. No, they so. can be intense. I do yeah. like molasses. Well, then you would... <laughs> <laughs> not just like spoonfuls. Right, you just scrape it off the, the thing and do it. So... Um, <laughs> But anyway, are fun to eat with. <laughs> so we had a we had a really good um, meal yeah. the other night because we had the pumpkin spice soup and then we had the um, pumpkin spice chicken thighs, nice. which was okay. kind of fun. Yeah, and uh, say so we'll have a recipe for that on the on the site as well. So if you are interested in, in doing that, and I think you could probably you could pumpkin spice that rub. You could if you're a veg head. Vegetarian person. Actually, that rub would probably be really tofu. nice on some tofu or else on roasted roots. Yeah, yeah I was long, just thinking yes. par- uh, parsnips. Yeah, parsnips. Yeah, I love parsnips. Yeah, if you do some the parsnips, some yams, some mm-hmm. rutabaga. Yeah. yeah that's Those would potatoes. be a nice. Right. I bet you they'd be good with kohlrabi too. You dice that up mm-hmm. and, and, mm-hmm. and take the same rub and mix it all throughout the um, root vegetables. And then you bake that into an open roasting pan in your oven for, what is it, 45 minutes or so? Yeah until, yeah, until everything's until starting everything to soften. Until everything starts to soften and get just a little bit golden on the top. I mm-hmm. think you'd have a really interesting. Cause it, and especially with this, the natural sweetness that the roots end up developing. Yeah, right. that would be really like good. That, that starch would, converts to sugar. Yeah, it would, yeah. Be, it would, really, it would taste really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So yes. more things to do with spice. So you could start off your dinner or you could start off your dinner with a latte. And then you can eat a nice dinner of, of savory foods with pumpkin spice. And then you can have a pumpkin spice dessert, which would be um, a chai tea with a pumpkin pie. That's extremely and warming. Then, <laughs> and then at the end of the night, if Tom makes a pumpkin spice toothpaste, then you could have pumpkin spice toothpaste. Right. So you have a whole pumpkin spice evening. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't forget, there are cocktails. That you oh, have yes, yes, spice. that's so, very yeah. true. So we've yeah. got a whole... Uh, uh, you got a whole party plan here. here. That's uh, right. Uh, uh, pumpkin spice dinner. So. That's right. There's yeah. the sugar plum fairy, which is a yeah. cordial. Sugar plum fairy cordial. Right, yeah, that's, that's right. recipe on our website. Very simple. And start it now because yeah, you do plums, need to start that one straight away. Plums are available, and this is the time to do it. So you've got something wonderful for the holiday season because mm-hmm. it does take a while to make. So this this is the time, and uh, we should talk about powder versus. Powdering your own. Huh? Powder, just like buying powder. Buying oh. an already powderized blend or Correct. already powderized herbs and mixing them. Yes. Versus doing it yourself. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So the the things, I know uh, uh, people like to to buy it pre-done and that's really nice. But boy, does when, you, when it's been sitting there for a while, once you powderize it, those volatile oils can escape pretty quickly. Yeah. 
depending on what they are and, and grinding your own. Do you have some suggestions on equipment to use for grinding your own? Well, coffee grinder. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the, that's the, that's the challenge we were coming in with when we were um, grinding the black tea for the chai. Cause it, the, with the use of blade grinder, you get just too inconsistent. You get really fine powder, but then you get the, the larger, larger pieces. And when you're trying to do a blend, like, you know, a pumpkin spice blend where you want it to incorporate into what you're doing, it's harder with those those larger pieces. So if, if someone was out there and they wanted to do a, a really good burr grinder to devote it to spices, mm-hmm. then by all means. But if you're going to buy any spices, buy them from areas or from a vendor which is moving them a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're selling a lot. Right. Um, you know, I really would avoid any of the um, uh, spices in the aisle of the grocery store. Mm-hmm. It's not that they won't do in a pinch, but a lot of times they're from, from there. yeah from from production to delivery. It can it's be a, a long, long time. time. Yeah. You know, and I know they're not open and I get that. But like you said, Sue, you know, the longer uh, the powder or the, the ground of spice sits, the more oils will start to evaporate mm-hmm. from it and keep it, you know, moving it away. So if you can have a vendor that moves a lot of spices, um, then I think you're going to have a better opportunity. But then again, there's that trade off between do I have a product that I can use that I'll dissolve in my chai or my coffee or, you know, coat the my meat the way I want it to, or do I have one that's going to be all kind of chunky and have a, you know, and not be in there and not incorporate well. Right. So, For the cooking and most of what I do, I just use the coffee grinder and I grind yeah. as I go. I don't mm-hmm. normally grind that much spice in advance. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, even making garam masala, I don't make a ton. I'll make maybe half a cup to a cup amount at a time. More often than not, I just cheat and buy it. Right, so, sure. Because I know there's a couple Asian brands that are really, really good. Yeah, like the Lakshmi brand well, is really good. So. Find, going to the it's right crazy. places to get them. There's, I'm really yeah. lucky because I've got there's a um, one, an herbs store that's just Asian. You know the yeah, sunrise. you've got a good Asian yeah, shop. And then not too far from there is that in the one there's another Vietnamese Vietnamese store, and then there's one that's owned by um, an Indian family. And then there's several, I'm really happy to say, that are owned by uh, people that are uh, from Mexico. Mm-hmm. And there's, I mean, you go through the store, that there's one that's right next to me, just walking distance. And you go through that store and you can see the stuff that you can see a lot of people will buy commonly. Mm-hmm. It's in the cellophane packs. Right. But there's a couple that are a little pricier, but that's where the grandmas go. And yeah. there's like you can see the oil on the side of the package. It is that fresh. Yeah. You can see that's the stuff you want to get. That's the stuff you want to get. It's worth everything. Yeah. It's so tasty. I always watch where grandmas are going. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> well, and, and like Candace was really getting the point of make what you're gonna use. It's not yeah. the kind of thing that you grind for a four year supply. Right. right. You just make what you're gonna use. Like for instance, in the fall, in the amount that you made there, which is what, maybe a quarter cup, third of a cup soup, mm-hmm. yep. you could rouge that through November, December, and that'd be fine. Yeah. You know? But I wouldn't make it for the rest of the year. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, for, I was thinking for this size, it's also something that little kids could make with their parents and then they could, they could make little labels and give it as little presents to mm-hmm. their little family members, like aunties and uncles yeah. and how cute that would be. Maybe they could put. There's the word little a lot here, but <laughs> ribbons or stickers or something. I mean, if if one of my uh, tiny nieces and, and itsy bitsy nephews and 
spoon-sized grandchild or whatever those those the midget, the midget people in my life if they gave me a pumpkin spice blend with that kind of thing on it oh the delight it would be so exciting to me yeah i would love that keep it forever and just keep reading oh there's a good holiday gift for you then <laughs> exactly that there would be go. super cute and it just you're grinding that on your own if if so just mixing it and keep in mind, parents, if you're doing that or you, your caretakers, you're doing that with kids, make sure they don't stick that in their eye. <laughs> that has happened. I had some, I had a little display uh, many years ago and I had little bowls of things. And the idea was that people would pick up the bowl and they'd smell it. And one had ginger in it. And mm -hmm. I'd done this display for several times. And one time I had two kids, two unrelated kids pick up the ginger, stick their finger in the ginger and stick it in their eye. That's just the stupid. same show. <laughs> That's crazy. Two different yeah. kids. That's crazy. Just, what the, what's Why? going on here? And, and the first time it happened, like, oh, you know, I was panicking. I'm so sorry. And the mom just like, it's just what, don't even worry about it. It's what Junior it's does. It's just what this child does. And I'm like, okay. And she's like, oh, boys will be boys. And then like 20 minutes later, some other group of kids, and there was, I don't know, three kids in this family. And the youngest daughter goes, Ooh, stick it oh, right in the oh, eye. Look at what's happening. <laughs> Is there some kind of instructional manual I missed? Or what? And she's, oh, it hurts. Like, yeah, kid. Oh, no kidding. Good Lord. <laughs> Why? Why? So, yeah, never underestimate the power of children's imaginations. Yes. So keep your keep your eye on the kid so they don't stick it in their eye or, you know, who knows. Something else. Yeah. Don't want them sticking up their nose Sneezing either. on it or whatever. Kids are amazing. So, <laughs> But they can they can mix things. and Yeah, always monitor your children. They have such great ideas. Yeah, but it, it would be a fun thing to make. Or a marmoset mix, which is pretty similar. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, whatever. They're fun. It's yeah. super fun. Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh, there it is. There the it is. Spice show. Yep. We've done it. <laughs> we live to tell. The statements made about herbs and products on this podcast have not been evaluated by the United States Food and Drug Administration, FDA, and are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. All information provided on this podcast or any affiliated websites is for informational purposes only and is not intended as a substitute for advice from your physician or other healthcare professional. You should not use the information on this podcast and its affiliated websites for a diagnosis or treatment of any health problem. Always consult with healthcare professional before starting any new vitamins, supplements, diet, or exercise program before taking any medication, or if you have or suspect you might have a health problem. Any testimonials, questions, or case studies are based on individual results and do not constitute a guarantee that you will achieve the same results.